Hi, I'm TJ. And I'm Joseph. And this is Hi-Fi. TJ, good morning, or good afternoon, or wherever you happen to be. Apple had a new event. Good evening, yes. Well, you know what they say, an apple a day. Yes, and they say good morning. Uh, why not? <sighs> Joe, it was I, a good uh, time. Yeah, it was. I I bought something. You did. Congratulations. I guess. And your wallet's Thank lighter. Congratulations on spending money. Yeah, would you, you like to? Would you like to know what I bought? Yes, uh, I, I am very interested in hearing about this. 14-inch MacBook Pro, Space Gray, uh, Apple M1 Max with 10-core CPU and 24 GPU, 16-core neural engine, 32 gigabytes unified memory, 1 terabyte SSD. I didn't know it came in Space Gray. Space Ooh. Gray and Silver. Of the two, I would have preferred like a blue or something, like we talked about in last episode or whatever it was. But yeah. Uh, yeah, Space Gray was the better of the two options, I think. Okay, so crazy. Yeah, that didn't take any time at all. Yeah, I mean, I thought about it, and um, it's it's like, look, I want to get it while it's hot and fresh, and I can enjoy it for five or six years. Um, okay. I don't currently have a, a laptop since I gave up the MacBook Air to be uh, my wife's. Um, and I'm not really in a position with my, uh, we've talked about numerous times on the show, this, mm-hmm. my old, uh, my, my previous work, my laptop was not as like, oh, you shouldn't use it for personal stuff. And this work is not surprisingly given the line of work that I'm in, but it's just like, use your work laptop for work, use your personal laptop for personal or, or your, your, your own laptop for your own thing. Let's say that way. Um, so I don't have a laptop and now I'm going to have one. So this will become your personal machine. This will be my non-work. Uh, yeah. <laughs> see, even that doesn't work because I'm going to be doing work mm, on it. Uh, right. It will be my non-day job laptop. Yes, my non-day my non-day job primary computer. My the M1 MacBook Air was almost able to be my primary computer, and where it fell on its face was the lack of ability to connect to my three displays natively. And the RAM, I would easily max out the RAM, and I would I would start to notice performance issues, and I would open up the Activity Monitor, and it would say, you know, the, you you have the the thing that says what the uh, oh what does it say? Let me open it up and get the exact language. Um, it, it would it would say uh, memory pressure was high. <laughs> And uh, and that's because a lot, of this, a lot of the stuff I do is memory intensive, and so 16 gigabytes is just not enough in 2021. So that's why I got 32 gigs. The other thing I'm – we're going to talk all about all the specs, but, but just preliminarily, I'm a little irritated that I had to get the M1 Max and not the M1 Pro. Oh, interesting. But the reason is because the M1, Ma- the M1 Pro only supports two displays natively. The uh, external displays. The M1 mm. Max supports up to four. I need three, so I'm right in the middle there. And the way I'm doing this with the Intel MacBooks, as we've discussed on the show before, is with my eGPU. Apple giveth and Apple taketh away, and Apple tooketh away. Is that a word? Tooketh? Apple tooketh away the uh, eGPU capabilities of the Apple Silicon. So, so I have to get the M1 Max in order to power my three displays if I want this to be my primary computer and if I want to keep my three displays, and I do. Golly. 
Well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to buy the 16 inch MacBook Pro because it's too heavy. It's a uh, 4.7 pounds. So it's, uh, you know, it's just yeah. way, way heavy. It's, I, it's I don't care about the weight. The weight is whatever. Uh, I actually, though, um, I used to be a 15 inch guy. And uh, then I got a 13 inch with my current work situation uh, from the company i expected i wouldn't like it and i love it it's 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 great occasionally it's like and i typically in laptop configuration you know how the uh the macbook pros of recent years they have retina displays but they ship in in, in what is labeled default in the system preferences for the display uh, uh resolution is actually uh not the native resolution of the display you know do you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah, so it's confusing. I actually, I actually do run it in the default configuration, even though the pixels are not one to one, and that's because it gives me a little bit more space when I'm in laptop configuration. Uh, so, a 14 inch actually sounds like a nice middle road, middle of the road there. Plus, we get even more display because it's edge to edge. Because so. <laughs> it's got a notch. Yeah. Well, you know, when's the last time you really needed something in the middle of that? You know, of your of your bar. Uh, of your menu bar. I yeah, mean, nearly I, never. I think the the notch is fine. It, you're always on the right or the left of the, the you know with your menus on the left and your you know menu bar items on the right. And I tightly control my menu bar items anyway with Bartender. So like I don't have a massive like amount of stuff in Bartender or, or I'm sorry, I have stuff in the Bartender. I don't have a massive amount of stuff of it seen in the menu bar. So I think it'll be fine. I think it will be. It's a little annoying that the notch is maybe roughly the size of, I mean, I wasn't actually Florida? measuring. <laughs> yes. For what <laughs> exactly not, is in there that's uh, that's <laughs> taking up that much room on a MacBook's notch? I don't know. It's, well, it's the... the Aesthetic? The, um, no, it's the uh, camera. See, camera, yeah, but does the camera need that much notch? Well, they just upgraded the camera, which we've been clamoring for them to do for years, and so I'm not going to complain about that. No, I, I good on the camera, but the notch needs to be that big, really? I, I will say, <laughs> I'm scrolling through their product uh, page, and they're... Okay, okay, so the first, the first picture you get where the MacBook opens up, the menu bar is not visible, and the app only goes up to where the menu bar should be. <laughs> So it's like they don't quite want to show it. But then when you scroll a little further, there is a picture of it with the notch. I, I don't think the notch looks that big. I think the notch is fine. They have the technology to do the notch. And I think it's a good compromise of, of what, they're, what they're trying to do. I do prefer I, uh, using dark mode anyway, so who am I, I to judge? It's not going to be visible. I am continue to be a dark mode hater. But uh, it, it's fine. I do have a question. I don't use full screen often or at all. Um, you know, where you, and when I say full screen, I don't mean like making a window take up all the screen. I mean the, the full screen mode where yeah, the menu bar goes app. away and the dock goes away and the app is now your screen. I never use that mode, but I do have questions about how that's going to work with the notch. Will apps have to be aware of it or will full screen mode simply just fall short of going up above to the top of the screen in that mode? I bet you it shows the notch. I bet you it does. So then apps would have to be aware of it. That'll be interesting. Or, you know, maybe the menu bar in full screen mode just is always available, which would make full screen mode better, in my opinion. Not perfect, but better. Um, because that's one of my issues is the full the menu bar is is a core concept of Mac OS that needs to always be available. So anyway, um, we should maybe talk a little bit more about the uh, the, the the event uh, if we want to if we want to get through this thing yes, in, in an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have an Apple event, Joe, and they opened up with an iMac G. 
four? What? Yes. <laughs> in a garage. <laughs> yes. You know, like all the garage banders do. I have to admit, I had no idea what was going on, but it, it did get cool after you've started to figure out, oh, somebody's taking the startup chime and all the various sounds that Macs and Apple devices make and making them music with it in Logic Pro. And it sort of that that was the only ad I think in this whole thing that I really kind of liked by the end. There is a couple of indie artists that like to use the sound effects off of Mac hardware to create music and yeah. one that comes to mind is Jonathan Morrison has done a song I think it may have even been called MagSafe and he put in the sound of the MagSafe like swoop onto the back of an iPhone into his music. Did did you ever see it reminded me of the thing where somebody took all the sounds from Windows XP and made music out of it. Uh did you ever um I'm trying to see if I can find it. Music using only sounds from Windows XP and 98. Sorry. Oh yeah, this is the one. Hang on. I'll put this in the show notes. I don't think I ever heard it. Oh yeah. That'd so it fun. reminded me of 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 a take on that. It's almost like uh I don't know, and I can't imagine Apple doing that consciously, but maybe <laughs> Yeah, it's um, kind of interesting because Apple doesn't like to talk about their their nostalgic feelings, but the creative professionals that are Apple users do. And this was a nice nod to the enthusiasts of MacBook Pros, to the Mac users that have been using this since they were kids and mm. still nerd out about the sounds and the equipment they have. I have a, until recently, I had an old iMac, translucent iMac sitting in my garage no joke. I wasn't using it to make sound effects and music, but it was just collecting dust. And every now and then I'd look down at it and say, I really need to get rid of you, but I really don't want to. I, I want to make a correction on the show so that people don't email us. It's probably too late. But but uh, I said iMac G4. It was actually an iMac G3. I, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> it was the translucent iMac. Anyway, I put the, uh, the the music for the Windows XP and Windows 98, uh, that thing. I put that in the show notes. It's it's worth checking out. It's kind of fun. Uh, this opening video where we're getting all this music was also where we got a hint of things to come. They sort of panned over the ports. It was like a tease. And yes. you saw some MagSafe and you're like, oh i see what's coming you it know. could have been the teaser trailer for this event that had to come out like four months ago and then yeah, yeah 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 well and then of course we get tim cook good morning you know we we get that um and then we sort of take a dive uh, yes. <laughs> because we're all excited having just seen the MagSafe and the ports and tim's like we're gonna talk about music as you know all of us at apple love music d- d- joe do we know that yeah. Do we know that? Is this Do something we, know we know that? Yes. Does Apple, does Apple care about music? Have Joe? you heard the good word that Apple loves music? <laughs> I don't know that they do anymore. Because <laughs> uh, Steve Jobs is the one that cared about music. But anyway, uh, so Apple cares about music now for this event. And uh, so we're getting something very confusing and something I don't understand. Uh, apparently, there's a new subscription plan that's cheaper, but it only works with siri can do you understand can you explain joe or yeah, are we it all was, in the dark it, it was it was just confusing to hear the presentation because the way that they introduced it it was tim plus another guy and when they introduced it they made it sound like it is the all new apple music voice plan 
which makes it sound like it's an altogether new set of features, maybe something else that iCloud members get or iCloud Plus members get. Maybe you could opt in to just get the Apple Music service without voice plan if you just wanted an Apple Music and then you'd have to pay extra to get a voice plan. But that's not what it was at all. Because then when they finally come around full circle, it's like, well, this is actually cheaper. It's $4.99 and it's just using Apple Music with voice Siri activation. So you have to talk to Siri you have to have an Apple device where you can talk to Siri to use the voice plan. So it functions a little bit more like Pandora. Did you ever use Pandora? Uh, yes, back in the day. Yeah, okay. Did. So you're using it to create stations or listen to radio stations or listen to the music of an album or an artist by saying, hey, Siri, play everything by Taylor Swift. And then she just plays a sh- that on shuffle. Uh, okay, but it we're going to pretend that you did not just say t- that you're going to play something from Taylor Swift. We're going to pretend that. Okay. See, I, I don't know what the kids listen to these days because I don't <laughs> listen to Taylor Swift. So if I had mentioned that I'm listening to Evelyn Lark, nobody would have known who that was. Well, I don't know who that is. So. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I really don't know what to say. Like if I go over to Siri and say, hey, play some more by Beethoven, nobody's going to know what Beethoven is. Yeah. So um, voice plan means you just talk to Siri only to get your Apple Music. And you can do this if you don't want the rest of the experience. You can just have a fraction of the experience. This is just a really bizarre move. And I don't understand who this is for or what it means. Uh, TJ, what, it what, means. what if you could get a deal on Amazon Prime, but if you didn't use their website, but you only talked to your Alexa device and could just use the voice assistant, Alexa, to order things off of Amazon Prime and you could just pay half price on your membership? But what's confusing about this, too, is that it's supposed to be a, a lower price structure and therefore it has less features, but it's very, very artificial because, like, what? You have an iPhone and or a, a, a watch and or a HomePod and – well, I guess the HomePod's always voice only anyway. But, like, you, so you have one of these devices that has a screen, it has the music app, but it just won't show it to you? Like, it's an artificial limitation. And, and like, usually you think of features as, well, this takes more work for, from us, therefore we charge more for it. I don't know what to make of this. It does seem like this is the fringe of the remaining potential business that they could get for Apple Music because (laughs) maybe they're thinking about. I don't know. But if you if you charge five dollars a month, that feels uh, reasonable to people who think that ten dollars a month is too expensive. So maybe the cheapskates are interested in this. I don't know. I. Almost never, and when I say almost never, I mean maybe once a year I ask Siri to play something from Apple Music. I, this is definitely not for me. I I would find that super frustrating. Well, even so, the, just in the presentation, they didn't sell it very well because it was very confusing as they rushed through it and they moved uh, on. Yeah. Even the I don't language, feel like they it was explained like what it was. Edit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they went on to say something like, and here is so-and-so to give you more details. And then what so-and-so introduced was the HomePod Mac. And I was like, wait a minute, that's not more details on voice yeah. plan. What is yeah. happening? I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they said more details, but it, it definitely sort of felt that way. And it was super confusing. And it's like, oh, we're talking about the HomePod mini now. Okay. Yeah. So I was expecting to find out more about the voice plan, even though I don't care even a little bit about it. <laughs> and Nothing. That was it. It was is literally like sixty seconds, and we're on to the whatever. So, because Apple Apple loves music, it's in their DNA. They now are willing to sell you the brand new HomePod Mini in more colors. It is the same HomePod Mini in more colors, and they started with this bizarre flickering dot 
like HomePod Mini commercial. I it didn't Apple Apple's commercials I find are either really good or really bad, and I just found this to be a really bad commercial. It didn't do anything. Okay, there was also a laugh out loud moment when I think it was Tim. They had a illustration of a woman laying down on her couch listening to the HomePod Mini on the stand beside her couch and Tim actually said something to the effect this is the best way to listen to your music is it really now, though <laughs> i was like what if you had argued AirPods Max with the technology and that i'd have got it but yeah. th- that kind of statement was way it, it too out there no it doesn't make sense there, I I don't think Apple knows how to do the HomePod or the HomePod Mini or their home strategy at all, and I think it showed a lot in this uh, bizarre section. <sighs> the ghost of Steve Jobs would have uh, another spin on things. To be fair, I don't know that Steve Jobs would have had anything in this arena either. His, I think his design talents were elsewhere. But, I mean, he would at least have had a better name for the device, and they wouldn't have just randomly discontinued the HomePod, but well, left the HomePod Mini. Right, the HomePod yeah. Mini being the only HomePod device feels weird now, because yes. there is no HomePod. Exactly. Tim, Steve, uh, Steve Jobs would not have done that. Apple's doing. Okay, so, so then we moved on to AirPods. Yes. Uh, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of talk about spatial audio, Joe. They're very excited. Did you know they have spatial audio? They're very excited about it. It is the new 5G. Yeah, 5G, spatial audio. Fi- spatial audio in 5G. <laughs> no 5G doubt. transmits spatial audio, no, no <laughs> doubt about that. Yes. Uh, yeah, so, but then uh, they introduced their third generation AirPods, which are very much like the AirPods Pro, but without like the, the tips that's, that, that, that uh, grip in your ear. And I'm, I'm, I've moved on from the uh, silicone ones to the to foam rubber third-party ones that stay in my ear much better and are much more comfortable. Uh, but these don't have any of that. They're just, they do look like, on so the, the ends that go in your ear look like the old HomePods and then the stems look like the short the, the you know the short ones on the home uh the home airpods i'm sorry i said home pods i meant airpods you know what i meant the airpods yeah. pro um and so they they look like that and they have this this the uh the force sensor action where you squeeze the stem instead of tapping on your ear which i never like tapping um so uh more power to that uh they they did acknowledge and talk about unique ear shape um but the new contour design like it's supposed to I, but i don't understand how the new con the new contour design is still only one shape like i and i know that i looked at them and like i don't think those will stay in my ears any better than the old airpods would so i'm sticking with my airpods pro yeah they just look like airpods pro without the inner ear silicon flexi tip yeah. and that may or may not stay in mind yeah, yeah, I'm happy they exist. I'm sure my wife, because my wife uh, has never had any problems with the AirPods. They never fall out of her ears. She loves them. She didn't really want the AirPods nice. Pro, so she has the AirPods. So when it's time to replace them, I'm sure she'll be happy with these. Although, you know, it, she's also reticent for to change, or ha- she doesn't like change, and so the change from tapping to squeezing will probably throw her when when it's time to upgrade. But so the change would also cost you about fifty more dollars. So you can get uh, the previous AirPods second generation for one twenty nine. And I don't know how much longer they're going to be available. I would like to see them keep that around because of that price point. And then they have, but but they are competing against the brand new AirPods, so they share the same name. And on Apple's uh, website, you can buy either one, and they just distinguish them as AirPods third gen or AirPods second gen. And third gen is one seventy nine, and. I think that's great if you appreciate features like MagSafe wireless charging on the case. 
But I don't know if I... It, well, I was about to say about that, like one of the things that I'm irritated about is that the AirPods now have uh, Qi charging, you know, and they can use the uh, Apple uh, the Apple iPhone charger to charge. You can just drop them right on there. And uh, my AirPods Pro don't have that. So that's annoying. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's curious. I'm a little disappointed that it doesn't come in fun colors. Uh, my daughter was interested in getting some of these not to distant future and i know she would have loved to have had more color options apple's color game is just all over the map this year like what is happening i don't know it so it, it basically as you noted joe that these airpods they come in any color you want as long as that color is white yeah <laughs> but but not even a black i mean come on for the price you can get cheaper uh beats headphone uh, earbuds with great features but in more color options so uh, i'd go that way all right, Joe, I want to get to the meat of this presentation because this is the this is the reason why I still care about Apple. Like I'm happy for the iPhones, I'm happy for the AirPods, I'm happy for all the candy, I'm happy for the iPad and, You're and happy all that for spatial stuff. Spatial audio. And happy for spatial audio. Like I I get all that stuff, but the primary reason that I'm into Apple is because of the Mac. That that is my first love of Apple products. It got me into Apple. Like that was the pretty much the only product they had when I got in. I suppose they had the iPod, but it hadn't taken off yet. And um, now, now we're getting to uh, a place. I, I want to wax philosophical for a moment. For many years, uh, I wanted the laptop to be my primary computer, it, it, and there's a lot of pluses to that, which is all your software and everything, your state and everything that you had it in last, the state it was in last. It, it's all that way when you take it there, or when it's on your desk, or when you take it with you. It's all the same. You don't have to worry about syncing things up. And and recently, because I'm you know I'm living the desktop life, but I needed to travel and I wanted to do some of my personal projects while I was on vacation on a laptop. And so I uh, logged into my account on my now wife's M1 MacBook Air, and I'm like, oh well, uh, it hadn't been. I hadn't updated this in a while. I need to pull this. I need to do this and this and this. If your primary computer is your laptop and you can just grab it and take it with you, you don't have these problems. The problem has been in the Intel era, even in the Power uh, Power PC era, uh, the problem has always been the laptops are just not quite as powerful. You feel constrained. And I finally got tired of that and moved into the desktop world just because I started, and especially in the, in the later Intel era, Intel was making powerful, more and more powerful chips, but their chips ran really, really hot. And so my 2011 MacBook Pro, I had to replace the GPU twice because it burned out, basically. It got too hot all the time. It just ran hot. Uh, my 2015 MacBook Pro, uh, I had to replace the GPU in it, because, and, the, the, and, and when I say have to replace the GPU, the GPU went bad. Apple had to replace the entire logic board. That's how these things work on laptops. So, um, and so I had to, had to do that because it ran too hot. And just these all these constraints, and, and even though it's you know running really hot, the power is just not there compared to what Apple's doing now. So I'm really excited about these new MacBook Pros because I really think it means like the M1 was almost there, right? Like the M1 MacBook Air, I I decided to go back to my desktop because it just wasn't quite powerful enough, uh, especially in the display department. But now I feel like this this one is here. <laughs> this one is ready to rock and roll, and it's going to be the fastest computer I've ever had, and I'm excited about that. It is astonishing how, with all of the technologies, they're just demanding more power, faster performance, and 
so if you were thinking in layman's terms, there's really nothing really new here that I can see besides the fact that it is faster, gives you better power, and it has better battery life. It has a more gorgeous display, but as go- as gorgeous as they're already at, uh, I mean, how much more gorgeous can they get? It, it is more for the bang of your buck. It, it is more powerful, yet faster, and longer battery life. It, yeah, it, it well... Is, it is, checking off all the boxes it really is i I feel like apple literally i was surprised i kept in in the back of my head i kept thinking not not every single one of these rumors can be true because i want them all to be true so apple's going to disappoint us on something and they didn't they didn't i am so impressed (laughs) so they completely redesigned the case i wasn't expecting that i thought it would be the same case that that we've had for the last several years i thought it it would it would be the exact same case with maybe a couple more ports than we've had but no they redesigned the case it it looks wonderful it looks brilliant i really like the design they gave us every single port that i feel like should be on an actual pro computer you've got you know the the magsafe port the uh, praise the lord magsafe is back (laughs) You've got Thunderbolt 4, uh, which you can still charge the computer through. So that if you want to dock, you you have Thunderbolt stuff, and you want all the power and all the accessories, and it just one cable, you still got that. You've got the headphone jack, uh, and the headphone jack is on the correct side. It's on the left side, and not over here messing with your mouse. If, if you're especially if you're right-handed, which most of us are, um, and so that's cool. It's got the SDXC card, so when I need to offload media at church after the sermon has been recorded, I don't have to have a dongle. It's great HDMI when you need to connect to a projector, and yet and another Thunderbolt port on that side. Like it, it's it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't believe how much they've given us. We have the Magic Keyboard with the inverted arrow inverted t arrow uh we have touch id we have no touch bar we have the function row back with its many multiple multiple functions i like they gave us everything joe they gave us everything (laughs) it's pretty sweet so let, let's start in, you know, Tim is, ex- oh, by the way, Tim was really excited about the M1. Like he was, I was like, man, Tim, you're, you're scaring me. Take it down a notch. Like, I don't know. His <laughs> eyes got really big. He's like, I'm so excited. I don't remember what it was he said exactly, but it, like, it was just like, this, I am so excited to show you the MacBook, <laughs> Air, you know, the MacBook Pro with the M1 chip. I'm so excited. And it was like, whoa. So, so he turns it over to John Turnus. And John Turnus tells us that MacBook Pro chips have been, well, the MacBook Pro has been completely reimagined. It's got new chips. And then he hands it off to Johnny Saruji, who tells us about the M1 Pro. And I got a little concerned because he started saying, these things are great, blah, 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 and they can go up to 32 gigs of RAM. And I was like, really? <laughs> really? Only 32? That's what I have in my in my current desktop. So that was like, what what is happening? But And, and so I thought that was the end of the story. But then, no. So this M1 Pro, I assume assumed is what everybody had been calling the M1 Max. We didn't know what to call it, or X, M1X. So um, so we've been calling it the M1X in, rumor, in the rumor mill. But then he goes, but that wasn't enough, or whatever he said. So we also designed the M1 Max, and it goes up to 64 gigs of RAM. <laughs> so, uh, and then I saw on a graphic during this portion of the, uh, the of the um, event that it it supported four external displays, and that was after he said M1 Max. So I didn't know is this M1 Max or does the M1 Pro support four external displays displays too? So in the aftermath, as I'm trying to order my computer, and as I was doing this research, my shipping date slipped a week. So it was supposed to arrive on October the 26th, and now mine's not arriving till November the 4th <laughs> because uh. I was trying to do this research but i discovered that the m1 pro does only support two displays and the m1 max supports four displays so ah. interesting uh. 
So yeah, so so that's the M1 Pro and the M1 Max, and they're basically more cores and beefed up M1, uh, and that's exactly what I expected and what I wanted. Uh, the cooling system for these things is supposed to be utterly silent, which is something I also want, uh, but it does have fans, so you know we're going to find out, because I've only used the M1 in a fanless context, and I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed not having fans, so we'll see. I, I have to tell you, uh, when I... so. As but my wife and I would switch off driving on our vacation, I would get my, I would pull my M1 out and I never had to plug it in in the car. And, and one of our, one leg of our journey in particular was a ten hour drive. That was the longest leg that you know we had these various waypoints. And I, uh, you know, over the course of that ten hour drive, I used that computer pretty hard for probably about five or six hours. And never had to plug it in. And so I'm really hoping that I can get that kind of experience with the MacBook Pro too. So something we heard a moment ago from you, TJ, was that the, uh, let me make sure I got this right. The, okay, so the M1 Pro has 32 gigabytes of memory, but the Max can have up to 64 gigabytes of memory, or does it Correct. have 64 gigabytes of memory? No, no, it can go up to 64 gigs. So oh, okay. you can get the same low end configurations on the M1 Max. Let, let me double check that. I, I, it may start at one notch higher. It may start at 32. I don't remember. So let me actually go to the configurator. I'll do this live on air. It's Mac also Pro, interesting. You can get up to eight terabytes of storage, which I, oh, it's yeah. got to be expensive. Oh yeah, one one terabyte is uh, enough for me, uh, and I you know I, I did upgrade from the five twelve because five twelve is not quite enough. One terabyte is all right. So I I see right now the options for memory when on the default it, with the M one Pro is sixteen and thirty two. If I go up to the M one Max, the twenty four core GPU M one Max sixteen is not available, so it's thirty two or sixty four. Okay, that's the same with the M one Max with the ten uh, with the thirty two core GPU as well. So it's thirty two and sixty four for the M one Max. And at 16 and 32 for the M1 Pro. And for the 13-inch MacBook Pro, you can get 20 hours of battery life. For the 14-incher, you can get 17. For the 16-incher, mm. you can get 21. Okay. So I'm, I am taking a step down, it sounds like, with the 14-inch. Yeah, you're but. only going to be able to work straight for like almost two days. Well, okay, but they're they're doing their best case. Like we're only browsing the web and we're not running Docker and and PHP Storm and stuff like I would be doing. So this that'll go. That'll be down. Like uh, I think with my M1 MacBook Air or my wife's now my, now my wife's M1 MacBook Air when I'm running it working it hard, I can get about eight, I want to say eight or nine hours uh, if I'm working it moderately hard. So that sounds like I'll probably get you know five or six hours with the, maybe maybe seven with the MacBook Pro with the 14 inch. So one little disappointment about all of this announcement was that they are not giving us anything new for the desktop Macs. And it, nope. there was an indicator pretty early on that that was probably where things were going when Tim was saying, as you know, we're in the uh, at the end of the first of a two-year cycle to replace all of our Macs with new processors, Apple processors. Yeah, and uh, so so we're, he clearly was saying you've got all the desktop Mac processors for now that you're going to get. What yeah, we're yeah. doing now is going no, to the yeah. MacBook Pros. I, I expect that we're not going to see a Mac Pro until we until we see the M2. I, I suspect that's what's going to happen. Is the Mac Pro will launch on the M2 platform? What we do have a Mac Mini yet remaining that is still an Intel Mac Mini that needs the higher end Mac Mini that needs to be replaced. Uh, I don't know if that'll be M1 or M2. I I, I kind of suspect we'll see that in spring. 
maybe. Yeah, um, but I kind of hope you're wrong because I, I want to see something like the M1 Pro on the Mac Mini as an option and the iMac as an option. But but I kind of think they're never going to put the Pro chip into an iMac. What do you think? I think they will. So I th- Oh, that's right. I forgot about the, the larger iMac. So I think what's going to happen is whether they call it the Mac, the iMac Pro or not, uh, I think the larger iMac will be the, quote, Pro iMac. And I think it'll get the Pro chip. So I think the current current 24-inch iMac will be the consumer option, and the bigger 27-inch iMac will be the one with the Pro chip. And And they may keep the iMac Pro moniker around because, you know, they did put it in the lineup. They put an iMac Pro in the lineup. And that what what iMac Pro means in Intel in the Intel era is it, that it has the Xeon chips, right? And the and the error correcting RAM and all that stuff. With the with the M1 architecture, that that stuff is maybe a little moot, although they could put ECC RAM in it maybe. I I I don't know. I I assume they could. Um but I think more importantly, it'll get the Pro chips. Uh and and that that will be the iMac Pro whether in spirit or in actual naming. Interesting. Yeah, and I think I'd, um, it'd be interesting to see if we got that maybe in the spring. Maybe maybe the two products we get in the spring are the iMac and the Mac Mini, the higher end Mac Mini. So going back to how you want to use your own MacBook Pro, it uh, makes total sense to me. You want to get the most life out of it as possible. You intend to use this for many years into the future. Yep. What kind of work are you going to use it for uh, that you anticipate besides your day job? Well, I wouldn't use it for my day job. I have to use my work computer for my day job. Yeah, uh, but I would yeah. use it for things like my day job, only stuff that I do on the side, uh, the, the things I take care of, the software that I write. Uh, in addition, I do some stuff with music and Logic and uh, MuseScore and things for church. Um, you know, just various uh, things, all kinds of things. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And you don't have a iPad as like your other personal device. You I do. have your phone and I have your my MacBook? iPad Pro. I have my iPad Pro. Okay. Well, so how do you see the MacBook Pro? I'm just trying to get a feel for what is your user experience going to look like with this plus your iPad plus your iPhone? Uh, it's really just going to be a portable version of my uh, Hackintosh, <laughs> which my Hackintosh will once again, well, as it was when I ha- when I was trying to use the M1 or when I was using the M1 MacBook Air as my primary computer, uh, the the uh, the Hackintosh will once again be relegated to server duties. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you think with, that which, that's uh, relegated to server duties for good for now? Uh, assuming something doesn't go wrong or there's not some reason that's stopping me from returning the MacBook. But it, it, if barring something that's like, I can't use this computer the way I thought I need to return it and get my money back. Yeah. I, I, I don't think the Hackintosh will be my primary computer ever again after that. Okay. Not that it's not a good computer, but just that it, 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 it I am finally in a position where the laptop can be my primary computer. I feel like. Yeah. So. And I, I know you definitely prefer the laptops. So tell uh, me, I wouldn't say definitely. There's just, there's just reasons. Okay. Well, go into that then. What are you thinking? I mean, I've already, I mean, I've kind of already described it, which is there's, there's a lot, as long as the performance and everything is there, there's a lot to be said for your laptop being your primary source of truth and your, your one true computer. Like you don't have to worry about keeping things in sync across multiple computers. Okay. So I want to say that I am really impressed with the body design of this new MacBook Pro. Oh yeah. I love it. Thicker. And it has more ports. More yeah. ports is great. We yep. wanted all those, all this connectivity, as they put it, when they introduced the new ports. Mm-hmm. And it, the body style, does it remind you of things like the old uh, titanium book? Things like that? 
No, it reminds me of my aluminum power book, except mm-hmm. without the seams, without the screws holding it together, because it is right. still a unibody. But but the 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 impression of it reminds me of that. And and overall, this so it's it's interesting. On the top, it definitely feels more like the iPhone 12 aesthetic, or right? the iPad Pro, yeah, yeah. Whereas on the bottom, it is still a little rounded, and that you 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 want that, I think, though, because it is a device that's primarily going to sit on your lap or on the table, and you want you want to be able to still get your fingers under it and lift it up and that sort of thing um and you don't want any sharp edges when it's sitting on your lap where, where the iphone can can have harder edges because it's never going to sit in your lap or it's not primarily being used on on the your lap uh, on a table and that sort of thing uh i really like the design of this i think it's Me very too. well thought through yeah I, i'm really impressed with the contours that it, it echoes the design of the iphone 13s and 12s the other thing too is, is that keyboard wow I love it. <laughs> it does look very nice. I I didn't need and don't have to have a full height uh, function row, but I'm fine with it. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very I wondered. Happy to see that. I wondered what Apple would do about the Touch Bar. I got to be honest. Um, I didn't didn't I didn't think they would reference the Touch Bar, but they actually said in the in the presentation. I think it was Shruti who said uh, the Touch Bar. We replaced the Touch Bar with the function rows, and we think pros are going to like this or something like that. I'm like, you talk. You, you're going to talk about it? Wow. Okay. Uh, and it's. I think that's as much of a concession as we'll ever get that we were wrong from Apple. Um, but it it just I I was thinking about this. Uh, I think it was last night as I was listening. Listening to um, a John was it was it John Gruber? It was some, I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about what was coming up, what 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 they thought they would do. John Gruber is sort of in the middle on the Touch Bar. He wishes they would have just moved forward to the Touch Bar and made it better. And I'm I was definitely more of the throw it away. Um, it's no good. It's garbage. I could go uh, either way. I, I wasn't I, that determined to see it. I thought it, that so what because one of the things that you, they're trying to solve, you know, the, Steve Jobs talked about this back when the iPhone was introduced. He's like, well, the problem. The problem with these uh, smartphones is sort of in the bottom forty down there. You remember he he talked about the yes. the keyboard, the the physical keyboard. He's like the, those buttons are always what they are. You know they they can never be something else. And so one of the things that you get with the Touch Bar is a programmable interface in theory. And and mostly I program the interface to get out of my way. You know, but but yeah. uh, but uh, but that's the idea behind the Touch Bar is that you can program the interface just sort of like you can on an iPhone. And that's a great theory. They just never made it good. So I wondered, well, what's a way that Apple can still do that but not have a touch bar but still make it physical buttons? And I thought this would probably be too expensive for them to do, but wouldn't it be cool if the buttons – became not a touch surface but they had a display built in so that it would display whatever you wanted but they were still physically you could still physically depress them as buttons now they didn't do that but i thought that would be cool what they wound up doing was just reverting it's just get revert basically yeah <laughs> if you're yeah, if you're yeah. a programmer you need, it's a funny joke um but it, but they didn't quite revert so they reverted but then they increased size to full height so yeah it's interesting it's interesting and i'm i'm happy with it I, I feel like there's another road they could have traveled, but I'm happy with it. Another thing that, yeah, okay, well, there's so many other things that I want to comment on. We don't have to <laughs> get through all of them this week, but it'd be great if we could. Well, well, mm-hmm. I was going to mention go. ProMotion. Like the okay, ProMotion is yeah, coming to the MacBook Pro. We haven't yeah. had ProMotion on a MacBook or a Mac line. I don't even think that the you know, quadrillion dollar Thunderbolt display has the ProMotion. So that's kind of cool. 
Yeah, no, uh, ProMotion is cool. Um, I'm not going to see it a lot whenever I'm at my desk <laughs> because I'll be connected to my displays. But it, it, it's cool. It's fine. Um, and they're doing it in a way so that it, it still gets great battery life, which is the same thing they're doing on the phones, uh, which is dynamically adjusting the, uh, the the refresh rate so that it's, you know, probably – they didn't say, but I imagine it's just like on the phones where it's – I think it goes down to 10 hertz if you're just staring at uh, something that doesn't need to refresh or if you're not actively scrolling or something like that. But then when you – when the phone senses, or in this case, when the Mac senses that it needs it, it'll go up to 120 hertz, and so it's buttery smooth. And I like that, too, because when you're watching a 24 frames per second movie, for instance, which, let's be honest, I don't watch stuff movies on my computers anymore, but if you do, uh, then it only dis- refreshes the screen as often as the frames are being refreshed, which makes complete sense. Uh, so they're doing it in a smart way, and I, I like that. So we hadn't said this already, but it is... Interesting. A lot of the specs they have on the website and they mentioned in the presentation were things along the lines of it is 13 times faster graphics performance. And what I think that they were referring to is that it is 13 times faster graphics performance than the i9 uh, that was in the previous MacBook Pro. Uh, Did they mention that? I don't remember for sure. I find it difficult to to miss. I find it difficult to catch every detail and take notes for the show. So. <laughs> because what I think that they were trying to get at is they were comparing it to the most recent other like available processor on the largest MacBook Pro rather than comparing it to the M1. Because the the contrast, like the, the bump up, the improvement, the percentage points is higher and greater with the i9 than with the M1 to compare it to. Yeah. So it does look better. Like if they were to try to compare the battery life against M1 Max, then it would have been like, it's a whole two hours more power than the M1 MacBooks. So they they were saying, oh, it's like, you know, 12 hours more battery life than the i9 MacBooks. Yeah. Uh, what else should we we talk about? So um, they 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 referred to the connectivity of this MacBook Pro as advanced connectivity. It's like, but it's <laughs> it's about the same connectivity as we had in the 15 inch in 2015, right? Right. Uh, but sure, you can call it advanced connectivity because since from 2016 until now, we've only had the uh, Thunderbolt yeah. ports. So, right now, I sure. think it has uh, the same number of ports as my Mac Mini. So awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and we've already talked. I, I, the beginning uh, we talked about what the ports were so we don't need to rehash that but i'm just can i just say i when i'm at my desk i don't I, I probably will continue to use thunderbolt but when i'm out and about i absolutely will use magsafe because it is safer like that is one thing i have very much missed on the macbook pro it, on the macbooks is is um magsafe like it's just it makes so much sense the, uh, there is something else about the apple website that i wanted to get to but i, I don't want to change subjects if you wanted to, uh, to continue about the no MacBook go ahead Pro. no i was just no that's fine okay so they they've updated the website they've introduced a, a refresh to some corners of the website they have this new section called only on apple where they are highlighting all of the what do they call them services Mm-hmm. And they've reorganized the hierarchy. They're showing it off with more marketing, but it covers things for like Apple TV Plus, Apple Music, Apple Fitness Plus, Apple Arcade. So if you wanted to get a tour of the features and see like what is the latest and greatest today and wanted to make sense of it all, you probably would go here. I'm going to go to Apple Music because I want to v- revisit the voice plan. And I'm looking for information on the voice plan as I scroll down. It's marketing, 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 spatial audio, Siri. Where's voice plan? 
Okay, way down here. Okay, so if you choose your plan, they have a chart breaking it down, what features you get. So under voice plan, you get access to 90 million songs, more than 30,000 expert curated playlists. Request any song, album, playlist, or station simply by asking Siri. And it has a okay, free chart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, it's how, just how voice you- only. How do you create playlists if it's voice only? Do you, you're do you not, say Siri? You're using Siri? their curated playlists, not your own. Okay. I was going to say, can you can you say, Siri, I want a playlist named X and I want this, 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 the songs in it or no? The answer is no. No. You have to pay $10 in a, a week, you know, for uh, your own okay. playlist. All right. All right. So, um, yeah, it starts falling off with available on other supported devices, spatial audio for Dolby Atmos, uh, full catalog. These are things that are not available. Full catalog and lossless audio, lyrics view, download 100,000 songs to your library, see what your friends are listening to. So basically, it, it, yeah, it, you, you, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's a weird, it's weird. It's Isn't really it weird. Though? Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Well, I mean, it, it is mind boggling. I'm really happy that Apple has given us way better MacBooks here before the end of the year. And I know that they worked a ton on this product to make it so much better than it has been. And uh, thank God they got rid of Johnny Ive so that they could move forward into the next century. And, yeah, uh, I, I agree. I, I really think, and, and this is the sad thing. Like, I know Johnny Ive recently published his thing, and it was a heartfelt, heart touching tribute to, to Steve Jobs and the best friend that Johnny I've ever had and all this sort of thing. But I really think that there's more, even more to it, which is that I don't think Johnny Ive's any good without, without uh, Steve, to be honest, not any good as a stretch. He, he's not as good. He can't do what they did together as a team. And, and look, I get it. I know he consulted on the new IMAX and, and all that stuff, but, but Apple's philosophy without Johnny Ive, I think is headed in a better direction. They did Now they just need to get rid of uh, what's his name in charge of software. Alan die. Uh, but, but uh, it, it, it's, it really is a um, his aesthetic is a minimalist aesthetic, and Steve Jobs was a tempering influence on that. And without that, they went to this thing where MacBooks only had the, the four or the three or the two, depending on which model you got, USB C ports, and they got rid of good cool features like MagSafe and and they they the Touch Bar because you're reducing the amount of buttons and and all these things like that that just uh, the instincts were wrong. They were wrong for Apple. Mm-hmm. And, and I really liked some of Johnny Hit. Uh, I was about to say Johnny Hits, Johnny Ives' greatest hits. I really enjoyed the colorful iMac era. I hated the mice. Yeah, <laughs> I really liked some of the dev- redesign things he did to the flat design of iOS. Wasn't it seven? But he also went too far. And, and, and I loved listening to his voice whenever he was introducing the design aspects. And th- that was great. Uh, speaking of which, what, uh, going back to presentation style in the last few minutes here, what do you think of the presentation today? Uh, I felt like it was okay. Actually, the highlight was that opening music number. But it then was. the rest of the presentation felt kind of l- less inspired. Like we just really got to get through what we have to market to get. It here felt today. fast. It felt, yeah, they, they, I would say it's weird. It's, I, I wonder if what was coloring this presentation was. This is the apology tour. Let's get through it and move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what it felt like to me is they were a little bit embarrassed and so they rushed through it because the embarrassment shouldn't be there because they've made an amazingly, insanely awesome product that I'm super happy about. But there are aspects of it 
that feel like they're saying we were wrong about the touch bar, so we reverted to an earlier design. We were wrong about removing the SD card slot, so we reverted to an earlier design. We were wrong about not having HDMI on our computers, so we reverted to an earlier design. <laughs> and we were wrong about not having MagSafe, so we reverted to an earlier design. Like it, that that feels to me like maybe it it made them feel a little bit embarrassed, and therefore they were rushing a little bit through that presentation. The other thing too is I finally reached the tipping point where I really miss a live event after I, watching oh, today. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think that the vibe is different. And I, I think that um, the the first uh, virtual presentation like this was a little more awkward because they didn't know how to do it. And then the next one was great. And then the next one was great. But then it, now it's starting to feel like they're polishing them too much. And maybe, and maybe that's part of what we're feeling here too is it feels rushed because they're really editing the soul out of it. Yeah, I, I would have said that in the iPhone 13 presentation, I felt like they used too many original locations with too uh-huh. many drone shots and fancified yeah. effects. And then this time I felt like it was too fast, but not enough interesting locations. And it's like, wait a minute, I, I can't be happy with less locations or more, more locations. What do I want? And I realized, oh, I just want a live event. That's what it is. Yeah. So... When do you think uh, we're going to get another Apple event? Because they usually do these things the same time of the year, every year, year in and year out. What is the next time of year that they do something? Isn't that in the spring? Yeah, I mean, there, so I suppose there could be one more event. Because there, wasn't there three events last year at this time? Uh, really? Yeah, there was. But um, I'm trying to remember what all they were. Uh, I'm trying to think about what they would release. Yeah, uh, I don't know that there's anything left. Um, Apple events. I would be interested to have seen a new AirPods Pro. Um, and again, I'm just mostly interested in more cl- colors. Apple, give me colors, please. <laughs> just, okay, so please. Uh, we had in 2020, we had WWDC, then we had the Apple event on September 15. It was called Time Flies. That's where they introduced the Apple Watch SE, the iPad Air, the iPad uh, OS 14, uh, Watch OS 7, and TVOS. So that was basically the Apple Watch and the iPad announcement. Then the Apple event on October 13, uh, it was the one where they released the iPhone 12. And then the Apple event on November 10 was when they did the Apple M1. So unless they have something to release in terms of, no, well, they already did iPad. They did iPad and iPhone. Now they did Mac. I think that, well, and they also did the watch. Yeah, I don't think there's anything left. So I don't think we'll get another event this year. All right. So you heard it here first, guys. They cannot have another event. Unless they are ready to release the Mac Mini and a, um, a iMac Pro or, or a larger iMac th- this year, but I, again, I've already said I think that'll be spring. Yeah, I don't think that that would be a event by itself, and I could almost see them softly, quietly, just launching a Mac Mini update on the website and not really talking about it. Just give it a press release. That's also an option. Is that later this year or even early next year they could re- they could release an uh, an M1 Mac Mini with a press release and then an iMac would merit perhaps an event or maybe none of the above. You never know. None of the above. All right. I do just want to say, Joe, that as a certified Star Trek nerd, I was super happy to see the Enterprise going to warp in one of the promo videos. Yes. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And, and, and it was my whole... favorite it was my favorite Enterprise. It was the refit constitution class for you nerds. Oh, okay. Yes. Well yes, what's yes. that from? Uh the movies. Uh the movies one through six. That's the Enterprise in those. Well, as far as I'm concerned, it's now from an Apple event. Um Yes, yes, yes. 
And, and also just the theme for their, their what do you call it, invites with going The Starfield that was warping past you was very Star Trek-y, yes. Yes, very fun. And, yeah. and different for them. It's funny they didn't really talk about Hollywood. In the iPhone 13 presentation, they talked about filmmaking and how the iPhone 13 Pro is where you can make an entire billion, bajillion dollar budget film on your iPhone 13 Pro uh, with Apple Pro Res and f- fancy cinematic mode. But then they're talking about the creativity in general around the MacBook Pro and the M1 Pro and the M1 Max. I want to to say M1 Pro Max so bad. (laughs) (sighs) But but, but I just found it interesting that they knew that they could stand on the specs rather than describing for us what they thought it could be used for. So with, when it came to things like the iPhone 13 Pro, they had to say, no, 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 you, you can use this to make a movie. It really can't. J- just believe us. It actually can pull it off. But this yeah. time when they're talking about the M1 processors, uh, they're just like, it can do this. It is this. These are the specs. So you know what you can do with that. A very different sort of approach. Yeah. Uh, all right. So last little tidbit that I wanted to uh, reveal on the show or, or talk about on the show, just, just real quick, is uh, that Safari uh, 15's tabs, if you are in the mode of oh, – what? Uh, so the non-compact version is reverting to the Safari 14 look. I'll put a link to this in the show notes uh, if I can get this all outdented here. <laughs> There we go. Uh, and so this is from uh, John Gruber noticed this. Of course, he is the most vocal opponent of the tabs. And I, I tried to use them and, and was even a little defensive of them at first, but I have just, I've come, I've switched back to Microsoft Edge. It's so bad. I can never, I cannot tell which tab is active uh, in the non compact mode, and compact mode is a horror beast from hell. So. Um, so I'm I'm really happy Uh, he's got a a link to a screenshot in here where he uh, noticed that the tabs had reverted to their previous design Um, I I want the tabs to be on top but I don't think Apple's ever going to do that so this is the next best thing and most importantly they look like tabs again and you can easily tell which one is active so thank you Apple finally yay Apple so now please just ship ship that to us on Big Sur and I'll be happy because I'm not going to be updating the Monterey when it comes out for a little bit i'm going to be the compact mode user you can be the traditionalist joe why do you hate yourself so much uh you know i if i'm not thinking about it i intuitively manage that browser just fine if i stop to look at it i'm like why are you this color why is that that color Hmm. but when i tune it out it's easy to get around and I haven't had any trouble. I really like using tab groups. The only thing that bugs me is that everything uh, is added. If I open a link, it's added to a new group that isn't a group in and of itself. And I wish I could say what, uh, like I actually want to have a group that I named default and treated kind of like an inbox group. And Apple said, no, 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 we're actually going to give you a no-named group where we're going to open up new links and then you have to move them to a tab group if you choose manually. So, and small nitpicks. But uh, yeah, I like the features thus far. And, 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 you know, we do agree on how it works on the iPhone and the iPad, right? Or are you going to, do you prefer the tabs? You probably would prefer the traditional tabs on the iPad as well wouldn't you correct yes so uh i like the tabs in safari on the phone 
um, where you can swipe between them. So it's Safari it's pretty on the good, phone. Yeah. And I like everything on the bottom. I feel like Safari on the phone is great. Safari on the iPad and the Mac, I want them to have the same tab metaphor, uh, which is the one that is in the screenshot of the John Gruber thing that I'll link. Mm. All right, man. Well, that probably makes a show, right? Do you have anything else? Uh, no, I think that's it. Sweet. We came in shorter than the event itself. That's true. Uh, if you want to find links to a few of the things that we talked about, there won't be a lot of links in here, but the things that I mentioned, like the Windows XP startup or the Windows XP song from the Windows XP sounds, that'll be in the show notes. Uh, I'll link to where Panzerino and uh, Matt Panzerino and Jason Snell talked about the 14-inch and the 16-inch uh, MagSafe charging. Did, did we mention that actually? It's in the show notes, the document, but I don't no. think we mentioned it. <laughs> I'll link to it anyway. Basically, uh, yes, the 14 and 16 inch can both be charged over USB C slash Thunderbolt, uh, even though there's also a MagSafe port. Uh, so I'll link that in the show notes as well. Uh, and so that is, uh, you'll find the show notes for this episode at uh, nightowl.fm slash hi-fi slash 41. Or if you have any good podcast player, which is basically any anyone other than Apple's, uh, you will be able to get those links right in your podcast um, because they travel along with the feed. Joe, you are also on another podcast on this uh, very Night Owl network. Why don't you tell us about it? Yes, the show is Equinox, co-hosted with Dr. Robert Carter, and we talk about science subjects. So tune in and hear about all kinds of interesting science subjects. You don't have to be a nerd to appreciate them. I can, uh, I'm can. i a nerd, but not in that way, so I can vouch for the fact that you can enjoy the show without being a science nerd, because uh, I enjoy the show. It is at nightowl.fm slash equinox, or if you're Rob Carter, you say equinox. Uh, and uh, that is this episode uh, done. We will uh, talk to you again in two weeks. Music.